You're listening to the Legacy Code podcast, and I am your host, Lisa Lee. Legacy Code is a podcast about upgrading the tech industry by making it more diverse. And today we are talking about where to begin, part one. There are many, many different parts to this, but today we're focusing on one part, and joining me is Rachel Williams, head of diversity from Yelp. Hello, Rachel. Hey, Liz. LL. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? Um, so, Rachel, super impressive, special lady. Uh, you know, the two of us are like uh, twins. Yeah. I-, I tell people we don't look anything alike, but <laughs> you're my twin. You're stuck with me. <laughs> Ebony and Ivory over here. Uh, <laughs> so... You know, we met about a year and a half ago. I know. Seems like forever, right? I know, right? Like, known you my entire life. <laughs> Twins. <laughs> and we were invited to be at this panel together. And uh, I think we were just like Mike Hogs, but whatever. That's a that's a discussion for a different day. Yeah. And yep. we were asked about how do we begin to affect change? And I don't remember what I said. Probably something that wasn't very useful. But you, on the other hand... (laughs) You always say useful stuff. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Uh, You said something that really stuck with me for a long time. And it was your view on people managers. Mm -hmm. And I felt in that moment when you said the people managers are the ones that really need to be retrained, re-educated. And that was an aha moment for me. And I want to dive a little bit deeper into that. So tell me how you got to that point. Yeah. So, I mean, when you think about the structure of a a company, um, you got your CEO, you got your C-suite, you got the VPs, you know, you got your leadership team. But the day-to-day is is managed, like the frontline managers is what, what, what we call it. That's, that's all the middle, the middle managers, right? And take, for instance, um, you know, a sales organization, most sales organization, you have a sales manager who has 10 reps, right? And he or she affects the day-to-day lives of those 10 reps. A 4,000-person company, for instance, then would have quite likely 400 of these managers, right, that are affecting the lives of the other 3,000. You know, my math is not good. It's not what I majored in, but it's okay. You get my point. Contrary to popular (laughs) belief, I am terrible at math too. That's right. You're Asian. You should be good at this stuff. (laughs) Um, So, but my my point is, um, so the managers, you know, have the power to one, um, bring in the diversity, right? So they have the power to hire. They also have the power to promote people and promote diversity and change the way the makeup of a company looks from the inside and how people move through the company. So we had this this sales manager training um, or kind of a summit, actually, just getting all the managers together at Yelp um, mid-year last year. And I was invited to be a part of um, the two-day event, and I just kept thinking to myself, these are the people I need to educate, inform about diversity, change their hearts, change their minds, give them the tools to be a more inclusive manager because, you know, 
quite frankly, the CEO is is no longer this this icon, this like Hollywood movie. Well, actually, they are Hollywood movie stars now. But back <laughs> in the day, literally, literally, literally they are. <laughs> um, back in my day, or the or the day kind of where I came up through the recruiting, you know, CEOs first of all came came up through sales. Actually, that was the track. Any old school recruiters out there will know what I'm talking about. We. A, a VP of sales, typically the next step for him would be a CEO spot. Nowadays, as we know, with Silicon Valley and investor funding and whatnot, most CEOs now are are, um, are engineers. So it's, a, it's just kind of a, a different shift. And I think, you know, all the people who have come to me in the last few months that's asked for, hey, I, I want your CEO to come and speak. I, we need to talk to that person. Or we want your, your CEO to make a public statement about diversity. I think they're thinking that this new CEO is the old CEO, and they're applying old school diversity strategy and tactics to new diversity challenges. And the way these CEOs now are, are viewed is is just very it's very different than it than it used to be. I think CEOs now are just more accessible, and um, they're just like us, right? You know, everyone kind of thinks with VC money, all you're just one step away from being a CEO, right? With one good idea. Everybody's thinking that here in the Valley, right? One good idea is, is going to get you to be a CEO. and could be tomorrow. could be next month. Have you been hanging out at the bars that I have been <laughs> right. hanging out? Because that's what, that's, that's, that's what people right. say. Right. Uh, so, I, and, you know, the, the context here, it's not just like these outside people, right? Like, I'm sure you have employees coming to you saying, well, like, we need, you know, so-and-so. Um, to be speaking internally about this as well. Like, we need um, that yes. top-down leadership, blah, 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 yeah. blah, right? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, and and I do think that's good, and I do think that's valuable, so I don't want to take away from that. But how often do you see your CEO, your everyday sales rep or engineer? Mm. Are you asking me? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, let's just think about that. Mm. Mm. I mean, you know, I, I see my CEO quite a bit. But but you know not not necessarily like engaged in conversations. I was just gonna say, right? and like, so are they giving you direction about your career or the project that you were just working? No, that person who is affecting your day in and day out um, is is that manager. Um, I think back over my career when I have left companies, and there have been several in my week. You can look at my LinkedIn profile. Um, when I have left a company, some of the time, it was because of the manager, my direct manager, who had nothing to do. I wasn't thinking, the day I gave my resignation, I was not thinking, what is Joe Schmo CEO? He's going to miss me. I, I, like, I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking, this terrible manager, i got to get away from. That's what I was thinking. And mm-hmm. so when I think back to that experience, I want to make sure that our, the, the management layer is equipped with the tools they need to be inclusive to the diverse population that we're seeking to bring in. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like you said, people don't leave companies, right? Most of the time, research yeah. has shown they leave managers. people leave managers. Um, yeah. And I think that the two things that um, managers have the power to do uh, is that immediate change right like we can talk about diversity at you know this level all we want right uh, but at the end of the day a hiring manager or a team they're gonna hire who they want to mm-hmm. um, and I just re- recall there are some managers that are really good about picking you for an interview panel 
and being very explicit about what your interviewee role is, right? right? Like, Rachel, you are here to uh, find out more about their collaborativeness. Lisa, you're here to find out more about their experience with Salesforce. Mm -hmm. And I can just imagine what kind of an impact we could change if tomorrow every single manager, when they send out that prep doc, Mm -hmm. says... Rachel, you are going to ask questions about diversity. Right. Right. And that is actually something out. we added to our interview questions. Yeah. And yeah. find out how does this person's value align with where we want to be right. as a company. Right. Or even, you know, rather than Lisa, you are asking about this person's hobbies and pastime. We want to make sure they have work life balance. Rather than asking that question, asking what is the, the biggest adversity you've had to overcome? What led you to this point, right? I feel like all of those things um, would mitigate bias in a way um, that is not obvious. Right, exactly. Um, I mean, a couple of things that, that we've done in the last year to try and make managers a little more inclusive was one, just calling calling out the bias which I know is termed training on unconscious bias, but we've had this discussion about there's no training on unconscious bias. Everybody has it. Oh, I, I have a whole different episode coming up. Oh, would good. You, would you like to be on that one? Good, too? yeah. Don't get me <laughs> don't get me all fired up about that. Um, just calling out and be, making people aware. But you you know obviously you can't just call out and make people aware because studies have shown that makes things worse. You actually have to put in controls and and some kind of uh, checks and balances. And so one of the other things that we've done is now that you know what your biases are, and everybody is aware of the terminology of bias and 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 whatnot. You're going to get called out if people see it or hear it or read it in, in some document. Um, I even have some of the executives come up to me and share their stories of how they called out other executives in meetings about their bias. I've been called out in meetings about my bias. I think I have said a thing or two <laughs> in a meeting. I, and, we, and we all have, we right? All have. I think we all have uh, these these uh, preconceived notions uh, from media, from you know stories oh, yeah. our elders tell us, oh, like things that we yeah. we just carry with us, um, and and that's what makes part of this so challenging, right? We all live um, in a system, in a system that has been We're set in the up. Yeah, well, we are <laughs> that has been set up in a way to benefit specific types of people. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, no, no, I hear you. Um, I think I especially love uh, the way that you're thinking about this this challenge too, because we are living in a really interesting time um, where there is this idea of the new age CEO, mm-hmm. right? Which is something that you've said before, um, and how um, they're like they're they're like our age. They're our age, younger. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Gosh. Yeah, and, and even some of the managers too, right? Absolutely. Our age, if not younger, Absolutely. managing mm-hmm. a lot of their peers yep. that they used to uh, hang out with, hang out with and, get yeah. drunk with, right, um, and, and yeah. might still do. So mm-hmm. some of this is really about um, how do we elevate these people managers so they can start to uh, grow the people around them mm-hmm. um, and not always put themselves first. Yeah. Right. There's lots of books on leading from behind, 
managers eat last, leaders eat last. Um, yeah, I, I, I do think that, uh, you know, we are in a unique position to change the conversation and, and bring this topic up. And not enough people are, are kind of discussing the difference. And someone told me because of my, my age that I've seen the old school way of doing things. I've been in really kind of old school-ish type companies. And now having kind of grown up in the Silicon Valley, I can see the new, that no one's talking about bridge, the, the bridge mm-hmm. like, or the difference or the shift um, that's, that's happened. And so, you know, I love, I love that we have a legacy, you know, um, diversity leaders, people who have been doing this work for so many years to lean on for their expertise. But I do think we have a unique situation that you and I are dealing with here in Silicon Valley and these tech companies with very, very young leaders, with millennials who don't believe that uh, racism exists, that bias exists. And, and, you know, and I think, you know, 30 years ago, it was a little more obvious and everybody, you know, kind of was more aware um, just coming off of, um, you know, civil rights movements and, and things like that. So, um, I don't know. I, 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 I respect what they've done, but I think we got to think differently. And any opportunity that I'm given and that you're given, I know we try and change the conversation um, around a little bit. And so I hope this, this people take this on, that any diversity leader out there is not sitting around worried about what their CEO or C-suite is doing to support them or not support them. If they hired you, they're paying you handsomely, and they're giving you a budget, They've done enough. Your work now is to go to those 20, 100, 400,000 managers that you have, educate them, change their hearts, change their minds, inform them, give them the tools to affect the, the change that needs to happen. Um, you know, you said something earlier about um, in conversation about the manager no, well, the, C, the C-suite and the co-founders really kind of setting the stage and laying the foundation for the culture of the company, but after a certain point, um, you know, it's the power is within those managers. They can change it or maintain it. Um, or even better, nurture it, foster nurture it. it, right? Right, depending upon how they start it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, and that's such a great point. I mean, I think, like, if you think about it, uh, Barack Obama is coming up on, what, his, his last year? Yeah. And yeah. Um, when Seven he years. was elected, it was... Post-racial. We're, we're post-racial. <laughs> a black man got elected That's to be it. president we... in the White House, right? Yes. Color blindness is a thing. Look at Barack Obama. Look That's at it. Oprah. Yeah. And who still gets it, kicked out of her air maze. I know. I know. I heard about that. Um, <laughs> and if you think about how in the last eight years, all of those young people who saw, you know, that coverage... Mm-hmm. Um, supported Barack Obama, many of them, mm-hmm. are now in our companies believing that we are We're done. living in a level playing field. Yep. Right? There's, yep. there's the a work, lot of the work. The work is done. Yep. There's a lot of work that not we can so. do there. Well, We're here to say not so. Not so, everybody. <laughs> Rachel Williams and Lisa Lee. <laughs> we still have our work cut out for us. Job security. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but on that note, what is one thing that you have changed your mind about recently? Oh, yeah. So, um, I recently read the book Essentialism, which is a great book for anybody who wants to 
You're so Bay Area. I know. Essentially. <laughs> so Bay Area. I got Apply my, bur- I got my, I got my Birkenstocks. Go hate. <laughs> um, and so I've changed my mind about stuff. Um, I am a pack rat. Like, I have used to have boxes and boxes of old dolls. I used to, I even have my pillow that I used to hide my tooth in for the tooth fairy. You know how long ago that, how old that pillow is? That's disgusting. That's, okay. Wait. No judgment. No judgment. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm sharing. Okay, sorry. sorry. Um, anyway. Vulnerability. A- yeah, right? Open myself up. Um, anyway, I've just decided to go through my house, go through my car, go through my desk at work, just everything, and just get rid of the stuff. Get rid of CDs. I mean, who uses CDs anymore? Like, seriously, lady? Clean it up. And I just feel so much freer. I can think more clearly. Getting dressed takes less time because I have less clothes that don't fit me anymore that I'm trying on anyway. Like, it's just it's so much better. So I've changed my mind about stuff. I'm no longer attached to stuff. Yeah. I think that's an important one. If you think about the human brain and how it functions and if it's kind of like a computer with... You yeah. know, and I'm getting old, so I yeah. Had you to need clear, to make room. Had to clear out that. What is it? Is it RAM? Do they call it RAM? <laughs> RAM <idea. laughs> do, wait, I work in. Do tech. we do we work in tech? <laughs> I need some more gigabytes. What That's is that? right. Well, speaking of more gigabytes, we're gonna go, and you're gonna help me clean up my my house. So thank you for tuning in. This is the Legacy Code Podcast, and uh, watch out for the next episode. See you later.